Sometimes you just need a little encouragement. Am I right? Look, I get it. Life is messy and there are so many things that can keep us feeling stuck or overwhelmed in our everyday life. I want you to know that you're not doing this alone. So, welcome to Chasing Wonderment. This is a podcast designed to help you get unstuck, learn how to shift your mindset, and get some encouragement from your internet bestie. That's me. Okay, you ready? Let's start Chasing Wonderment. Welcome to Chasing Wonderment, the podcast. Oh my gosh! Ah! I'm so excited. I'm sorry. I just screamed in your ear. Um, (laughs) I can't help it. I am stoked to be here actually for the second time. So if you have been an OG Wonderment chaser, then you were here for the first Chasing Wonderment podcast, um, which was a few years ago. And it was just time for a break and time for me to slow down and reprioritize. So I took a break and we're back and I'm so excited. I really, really hope that when you listen in, you feel like you are sitting in my living room sipping coffee or tea or a latte or whatever kind of beverage that floats your boat and um, that you just feel like you have the most encouraging bestie ever. I want you to see possibilities. I want you to know that there is always hope and that there is joy and wonder and delight in this world. Yes, even when things get messy because we are not in the business of rainbows and butterflies and everything being perfect all the time. I know that life is messy. Um, So my heart is to encourage women who are feeling stuck. If you are feeling stuck in your everyday life, um, I just, I feel so, I just feel for you because I know what it feels like. I have been there so many times and I think we all go through seasons of feeling stuck. Um, You might describe it as something different, overwhelmed or stressed out or whatever, Um, but If you are feeling stuck, girl, you have come to the right place because my hope is to show you that there are still possibilities. There are still things that you are called to do that you are great at in this world and that only you can accomplish. So did you know that when you are feeling stressed or overwhelmed or stuck, your brain actually turns off, turns off. The creative thinking centers of your brain, like large portions of your brain just shut down. So my goal with this podcast is to help you turn on your creative thinking and problem solving centers and get you unstuck so that you can chase wonderment. But before we can talk about how to chase wonderment, you might be wondering, what is chasing wonderment? Okay, so let's be honest. We have to start out with a definition because who does not love a good definition? I do. I first discovered the word wonderment because I was Googling for business names and looking at the thesaurus because that's how one finds business names apparently. Um, (laughs) And I wanted this word that embodied um, wanderlust and adventure and um, just seeking joy and delight in everyday life and I found this word wonderment and I was instantly like I got goosebumps I was like oh my gosh that just the word is amazing um so here's what it means it is the feeling you get when you experience something delightful joyful or well wonderful so 
Chasing wonderment is the idea that you are going after that feeling. I want you to love your life. I want you to love your life. And I know that not everything is perfect. It's not all butterflies and rainbows. Life is hard. It's messy. There are so many complicated things that we could talk about, and we will probably. Um, but I, what I hope you walk away with is that you know that you can chase after wonderment in the middle of your everyday, yes, very often messy life. That is the point. The point is that we live our best lives in the middle of the mess, not trying to like run away from the mess or pretend it doesn't exist or pretend everything is perfect. That's not the point. Okay, so how do you chase wonderment? Here's the good news and the bad news. We're gonna just wrap it all up in one. It's different for every single person. Brain, brain explosion. Um, it is different for every single person. And for so long, I have tried to quantify it and make it make sense. And <laughs> what I have realized is that every single person is unique and different. And how each person lives intentionally is going to look completely different. So we're going to break down a few different aspects of what I have seen women, clients, uh, myself struggle with and how that can help you live more intentionally and learn how to chase your wonderment. So the first thing that you need to know is your personality because we're all different. We are all unique. We're all created in different ways. We all have different strengths and weaknesses. Um, I personally have found the Myers-Briggs, that's MBTI, or the Enneagram has been incredibly helpful for me, not only in my personal life, but in my relationships with other people. And then also, it really helps me coach. It helps me to know what my clients' personality types are because then I can have a better idea of kind of what they need, where they need to go, and what's going to matter most to them. So if you're not into personality typing, if it's not your thing, no worries. You don't necessarily have to have a number assigned to your identity. That's not the point of this. The point is that you get a better understanding of your likes, your dislikes, your strengths, and your weaknesses so you can grow some of them and sometimes accept some of them. Because here's what I found. I found a lot of the time we spend a ton of time beating ourselves up for things that we are not good at. When in reality, that is a part of our personality that we could embrace and like give ourselves so much more grace around and our lives would be so much better. For instance, in my personal life, I have spent so long beating myself up for not being organized, for being a hot mess, for not being a planner, for always throwing things together at the last minute, when newsflash, that is a huge part of how I am created. It doesn't mean it's a bad thing. I have told my husband so many times that someday when Chasing Wonderment has employees, when it's time for an employee, I'm going to hire the yin to my yang. I'm going to to hire an organizer because y'all I need help but I could spend my entire life beating myself up for being unorganized or I could just be aware that it is not my strong suit accept it and move on like there are so many things I can do so many hacks I can learn to help me be more organized and that is actually productive. Like that's a productive thing but spending time beating yourself up for not being 
creative, for not being extroverted, for being too loud, for, um, you know, not liking certain experiences in life, you could waste so much time doing that or you could understand that there are certain parts of you that like are supposed to be there and it's not a bad thing, it's a gift and what if you looked at it from that perspective instead? Make sense? Okay. The next thing that we want to talk about when it comes to personality typing is, um, or personalities in general, is that I have found that there are two different types of people. Now, you may be a magical unicorn and have a little bit of each of these, but a lot of people, myself included, have a strength in one of these or the other. So one is you are a dreamer or you could be a doer. So dreamers, I am one, like I'm raising my hand, y'all can't see it, but I'm totally raising my hand. Um, Dreamers are naturally future or vision oriented. You are always looking for what's next. You have tons of ideas. You always have things you want to do. And you're a, you're a someday girl. Like you're the girl that's like, oh man, someday I want to do this and I want to do that. And you have all these huge, huge dreams that, that is great. We love a dreamer. Dreamers are welcome here. The other kind of person is a doer. Doers, y'all, I say this with love, I'm a little jealous. Because doers are great at doing the next thing. Doers are very present oriented or um, they just, they. my husband calls it, he puts out fires. Like he is a fire putter outer. He's a doer, 100%. Um, he is very good at doing the next thing and he gets so lost in doing the next thing that sometimes he loses sight of the bigger picture. And that's why we make a great team because I remind him of the bigger picture all the time. So if you are a doer, you might tend to get lost in the weeds of your life. Like you're doing the work, you're doing the things, you're going to your job, you're coming home, you're shuttling the kids here and there and everywhere. And one day you might find yourself looking up and being like, wait, um, do you, what am I? Mm, but I'm not real happy here because you've lost sight of that bigger picture vision. What this can lead to, whether you're a dreamer or a doer, is that there can be areas of your life that get out of balance or that fall out of harmony. I don't always like the word balance because I know this is a big, lots of people have had all kinds of discussions about balance, but what happens when we think of balance is we think of like a scale and it has to be equal and not all of the things in our life or the areas of our life are equal. Like sometimes the kids take up more time, like when they're babies and, you know, they're literally need you to keep them alive. Um, as opposed to when you have middle schoolers or high schoolers and they don't need you as much. So those areas of your life, I don't necessarily, I don't want you to think of balance if I say the word balance in like everything has to be equal. That's why I like to use the word harmony sometimes because harmonious music means it all blends together in a way that sounds really good, in a way that works together really well. So um, I want to talk about a few areas of life that I have found for me personally and for clients that have gotten out of balance or that can get out of balance. Um, And again, like you may struggle with all of these. You may struggle with one of these. You may notice that you're struggling with one or um, for a while and then another one crops up in a little bit. Like you you might struggle with them at different seasons of your life. Um, Okay, so number one is vision. Sometimes you lose your vision. (laughs) I am a visionary. Like I am always the girl that is looking for the next thing 
that has huge dreams and big goals. I am a natural visionary, but I really struggled with finding that vision, honestly, after we had kids and after struggling with depression. Um, it sounds kind of silly to say this, like in retrospect, um, I, my entire high school year years, I wanted to get married and have a family. Like that was my goal. I wanted to have a small business that would help bring in a little extra income, but my goal was family. I wanted a family. And then I got married. I met my hubby. He was amazing. Um, and we had two beautiful babies. And to be honest, for a few years after that, I was kind of like, uh now what? Like crickets, right? Like I didn't know what was next because I had only thought that far ahead, which is kind of crazy. Um, but I just assumed that once I got there, I would be perfectly content doing the mom things and washing the dishes and baking pies and newsflash. I wasn't because I'm a visionary. Like I'm always looking for that next thing. I'm constantly wanting a new big idea. I thrive on ideas. Like, I thrive. Okay? So, I struggled with finding that vision after having kids and I dealt with depression for a few years and massive hormone imbalances. So, life felt kind of topsy-turvy for a while and after I started or as I started coming out of that, I didn't know what was next. And if you don't have a clear vision for the kind of life that you want to live, you're going to struggle to live intentionally. You just are. Because like, how do you aim somewhere if you don't know where you're going? It's like you get a GPS and you don't have like an address to plug in. Well, your GPS is going to do zero things for you. So if you're lacking in vision as a visionary, then there's a really good chance you just need some clarity. Like you just need to figure out, get really clear on what it looks like and hone it and hone it again and again and again until you get super clear on that. And if you're a doer, then um, that visionary thing is might be feel a little more uncomfortable to you because you're probably just stuck in the weeds of your life and you need to pull back the lens and look at the whole picture. It's like that idea of you can't see the forest for the trees. You're so busy working in the forest that you can't see the whole forest as a whole. Whoops. <laughs> you guys just heard my email because I forgot to close it. Um, okay, anyway. Um, okay, this is one thing that I want to add as like a caveat. Um, flag. Flag this. This is important. Please hear me. I am not telling you to walk away from your life because you are not 100% incandescently happy with the way your life is going. That is that is not at all what I mean when I say like you're you're lacking vision or um, you're not seeing the big picture. You're not happy where you're at. What I have found is that when you take the time to pull back the lens, when you take the time to look at the whole forest instead of just the trees that you're looking at and you, you give yourself that time and space, I've found that massive shifts aren't usually what's needed. And sometimes they are. Sometimes you realize I'm miserable in this job and I want out and I want a plan. And there is a time and a place for that. But often it's the simple shifts that you realize you need to make that end up being the most life-changing. They are not always huge, massive life shifts. Sometimes it's just, oh man, I am wasting my time on my phone all 
all day long and there's all these things over here that I really want to do that I say I always want to do, but when am I actually going to make time to do them? Let's reprioritize. Those are the kind of things that often come out of a vision casting um, session. Okay, and simplifying leads me to the next thing that I have found that we often need, and that is simplicity. Sometimes life is just too dang complicated. And I know that a lot of us experienced extreme simplicity when COVID happened and we all suddenly found ourselves at home with nothing to do and we were bored out of our minds. We all had almost a forced simplicity. Um, and since that point, I have found that less clients are coming to me needing help to like simplify their lives. But if you are feeling like your life is too crazy, um, what I have found is that often simplicity, it's not about like pulling everything out of your life and have nothing to do anymore. Um, although if you want to go live in the backwoods and, you know, get off the grid, go like, girl, live your best life. Um, what I found is when I began slowing everything in my life down, for me it was in 2016, um, I was exhausted. My health was crap. And I quickly saw that I was overcommitting. I was people pleasing. I was lacking boundaries. And our life was cluttered. It was just full of stuff. Like our home was full of stuff. So what I found wasn't that I wanted to continue to live at a very slow, simple pace for the rest of my life. I needed to simplify my life so that I could clear all the stuff out that wasn't necessary. If your life is feeling complicated, you might wake up and feel like everything is coming at you. Like you do the thing and then there's another thing to do and then oh my gosh and you don't have enough hours in the day and you're constantly feeling overwhelmed. Like don't even mention the house. By the time you're done taking care of everyone and everything else, you are way too exhausted to deal with like the toy mountain. So Again, simplifying is not about cutting everything out of your life. It is about taking some steps back so that you can have breathing space to think about what is most important. And by the way, it actually helps you to better serve the people that you love and to better be able to enjoy your life. Okay, the next thing that I have found that we sometimes lack, and I have definitely struggled with this one, you need a plan. Oh my goodness, you've got to have a plan in order to create the lifestyle that you want. And newsflash, the plan does not ever go as planned. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. It is not going to go as planned. But if you want to go in a specific direction, if you have a specific goal, then having a plan is like a roadmap to create the lifestyle that you want. And it's not about working towards any random goal. It's about creating um, intentions and having a plan on paper, on your computer, on a note in your phone, I don't care where you put it, but having a plan and a list of ideas that can get you closer to whatever your goal or goals are. When I first started learning about how to set goals, I quickly found out that it is usually taught to business owners and like people in the fitness industry. Like, and that's pretty it's pretty easy, am I right? Like, you know, you have a business, you're like, okay, I want to make X amount of dollars in the next quarter. Um, if you are working on fitness, then you have a strength goal. You want to lift a certain amount or you want to lose a certain amount of pounds. Those are easily 
quantifiable like numbers. But it is really hard to quantify like intentional living. Like how how do you how, how do you put that into like a number? This is why I recommend starting with a vision first when I coach. I totally we go through a process of vision casting and figuring out what that looks like. Um and then once you know where you're going, the process of setting goals helps you create a plan to actually get there. And it may not look like, um, you know, do X, Y, and Z, and then you'll be at the end result. It might look like consistency. My goal of consistency has been for the past seven years, which is try something and sometimes fail. And sometimes you see something that kind of worked, but you get off track and then you try again. And then um, after a few years, you realize, oh, wow, I've really seen some growth in these areas that I've been consistently plugging away at, testing, trying, trial and error. It's a process, right? So having a process for setting goals and then having a process for attempting those goals is what helps you, wow, what helps you? What helps you <laughs> is what helps you actually achieve the lifestyle you've been dreaming of. Okay, let's, let's like, I'm just, we're just gonna start that sentence over. Having a plan and a process is what helps you actually achieve the lifestyle you're dreaming of. There we go. I'm not even going to edit that one out because, y'all, this is real life. Okay. Now, you're clear on your vision. You're doing the work. And one day, you look up and you realize that somehow, someway, you are totally off track. <laughs> I have been there so many times. Like, if you could see me right now, I'm, I'm nodding so... I'm nodding my head so hard it, it could fall off. Um, this is where the art of reviewing comes into play. So this is the next thing that could be very helpful or beneficial to you. At the end of every month, I host a intention setting workshop. If you are curious about it, you want to know more, just send me an email, kate at chasingornament.com. Um, intentional living requires constant reviewing and reevaluation. When I first started goal setting and trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life and what I wanted it to look like with kids and with a husband and with a business and all these big dreams that I had and still have, I thought, okay, I've got a vision. I've got a plan. Now I'm just going to do it. And then about two months in, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm doing and I feel like I've lost my way and nothing makes sense and I wasn't feeling aligned and I certainly wasn't focused. And I needed to reevaluate, re but I didn't like understand that. Like nobody taught me this. I just kind of had to bumble my way through it. So what I would do is I would start over. I would start with a vision and I'd go back through the plan and I'd create a whole new thing and it would take me like two or three days. And then I'd be gung-ho for it for another few months. And the cycle continued. Now, sometimes there there is a time and a place for that reevaluation of like the whole process, the vision. That's why I do it once a quarter typically. Um... But I felt like something was wrong with me. I felt like I was being wishy-washy when I kept going back to the vision casting and the goal setting process over and over and over again. But I realized over time that that is exactly what I was supposed to be doing. A side note, I did not have to do it in such a grand scale as I was doing it. I was doing like beginning of year every few months. Um, and it, it that is not necessary. Um, but evaluation helps you make sure that you're on the right path, that you're still focused on the right goal, that it still 
fits with the natural ebb and flow of life because sometimes we set a goal and in like two weeks we realize, oh, that is totally not what I wanted to do and it doesn't fit and it's not working and then we feel like a failure because we didn't accomplish, like we failed at the goal. No, you just realized the goal didn't fit with your life and that's okay and you just need to pick a new area of focus and like you didn't do anything wrong. It's just called real life. So this is why reviewing is so, so incredibly helpful. Over the past few years, I've found a way to help myself review and check in so that I am being as intentional as I possibly can. I have found that doing it at the end of every month is the most helpful because it gets me ready for a new month and also helps me let go of anything that I feel like I failed at over the past month. Again, if you have any questions, just ask me, um, send me an email, uh, Kate at Chasing Wonderment, and then like you can title it Intentional workshop and I will let you know all the details about the workshop okay I gotta breathe Kate breathe breathe I'm so nervous and excited I have butterflies about recording this episode okay all right the next point that I have found that people have struggled with that I have massively struggled with is our mindset you need a growth mindset I know everybody talks about it I get it Everybody, it's like a buzzword these days, but um, mindset is literally everything. If you are feeling like a failure or like you're not good enough, guess what? It's mindset. Um, Are you struggling to get up and feel motivated? (laughs) I guarantee you there's some mindset in there. Are you just struggling to feel like you're enjoying your days? You feel like something's missing? I bet there's some mindset stuff going on. Okay, mindset your mindset is critical to you chasing wonderment. It is critical to you living your best life. And the trouble with mindset is that it's not just a one and done. Like, I wish. I so wish it was just like, oh yeah, I'm not going to think these thoughts anymore and then like everything's going to be fine and I'm going to live my best life. No. Um, (laughs) It's not that easy. It is a never-ending process of learning and growing and learning and growing. When I first started learning about how to have a growth mindset, how our brains work, my brain literally exploded. Our our minds have such incredible power over our lives. And like for the first time, I understood why the Bible says to take every thought captive. Like the tricky thing about mindset is that you often don't notice the lies that you've been believing until they've trickled into your brain and now you're sitting here believing that they're true. So just like reviewing your goals, your vision, and creating those, those you know, future plans for your life, you're never going to be done with mindset work. But, but, once you understand how your brain works and what to do about the lies you've been believing, literally everything can change. You can learn how to capture your thoughts. You can break down those lies and you can learn how to speak truth over yourself. I truly think... That mindset is a game changer. I am passionate about it. I talk about it all the time. You can probably hear just by listening how much I think your mindset can help you. Okay, and the last thing, and I've got to be 100% honest with this. I'm still working on this one, like every day, every day. I struggle with this one so much. You need habits, or you might call it a routine. Or maybe you call it a schedule. If you call it a schedule, you're probably not even listening to this podcast. Um, (laughs) Because the people that struggle with habits 
um, typically are probably not looking to chase wonderment because y'all, they're great at it and they're already out there doing it. Like they're living their best lives because they've got a lot of this stuff nailed down. Um, but I have struggled with habits or rather a lack of them for years. But the whole point of living intentionally is not that we have it all together. Like I will be the first person to tell you I don't have it all together. That is why I'm here. That is why I coach because I am teaching the stuff that I wish somebody had taught me eight, ten years ago. Like and I'm still learning. I have so much to learn. That's the best thing about life, right? It's about figuring out which puzzle pieces you need to help you live a more purposeful, joyful, wonderful life. See what I did there? (laughs) Um, Habits or routines, schedules, whatever you want to call it, they are the most recent addition to my puzzle. And I have been working on them for years. But here's what I'm learning about habits. They're like glue. They help you bridge the gap between the kind of life you want to live and like the less fun aspects of getting there. Like exercising or being consistent about folding your laundry. Um... They are the secret sauce that helps hold your intentional life in place because on the days that you don't want to, you need to have a plan to force yourself to do it whether you want to or not. Or you need to have a plan for after you've given yourself grace on the days that you don't want to because sometimes you might not want to and it might be better for like your own mindset and your mental health and your soul if you take a break for a few days but after you're done with that break after you've given yourself grace and rested then what are you going to do that is where habits routines I don't care what you call it it's that get up and go secret sauce that helps you actually do the hard work of chasing wonderment Here's the most important thing about habits that I have learned. You need to find your own way to make them, to create them, to apply them to your life because I have tried so many, so many. Like you would laugh if you knew how many different methods I've tried. I have tried so many different methods and everybody has their own idea of like what the perfect morning routine is. We've got the miracle morning. We've got the 10 step whatever blah blah blah. There are so many different things. There's the time blocking and the perfect day and the oh my gosh. Um, there are so many different kinds and, and opinions on how to create a perfect habit or routine. But what I have found is that you've got to find your own way. And for me, honestly, it has been, it's not been pretty, it's been ugly. Like there have been weeks that I have wrestled and tried to create a new habit in my life and just felt like a total failure only to realize, oh hey, if I um, tuck it over with this habit that I'm already doing, it makes it so much easier. That will flow better. Um, So, Number one when it comes to creating any kind of habit, routine, or anything is to find your own way and instead of treating this like a make or break, like if I don't create this habit in my life then I'm a failure, what if you treat it as an experiment? It's an experiment. You want to add this thing into your life. You know it's going to help you. Let's say it's exercise or um, we'll go with exercise. That's a good example. You want to add exercise into your life. How can you do that in a way that works for you, that works with your life, that doesn't make you feel trapped or stuck or whatever? How can you do that and then experiment? It's like fun. Like make it fun. Make it a challenge. Make it a game. Whatever works for you, 
try to think of it in a different way instead of that like hard and fast, I must do this or I will die. Because that is all or nothing thinking. And when we get stuck in that, again, that's mindset. We're going back to mindset again. If you get stuck in that all or nothing thinking, then you're going to continue to stay stuck in this loop of I have to have it all figured out. I need a plan. You search for the plan. You research on Google and Pinterest and you find a perfect plan and you attempt it and then you feel like a failure. It's not about winning or losing. It's about experimentation. The next secret that I found to building habits is to go slowly. If you try to make a ton of changes at the same time, it's not going to work. I'm speaking from experience. (laughs) I can promise you, if you try to be perfect and have a routine around your chores and um, make um, the chores go perfectly and exercise and uh, organize all the papers and have a routine for all the things, if you try more than one of those at one time, you are going to get overwhelmed and you are going to crash and burn. I am here to tell you from personal experience that trying to do more than one thing at a time will not work, especially if you're like me and you struggle with routine or habit or anything like that. Um, Personally, I have found that habit stacking is a very helpful tool and it's not a, I'm not saying that that is the only tool, but that's something that's really helped me with adding little tiny habits that I know will make a huge difference and also really dialing in on some mindset issues that are hanging you up because nine times out of ten I have found that mindset is at the root of why I'm struggling to create a habit. So I had this idea that I wanted to exercise. I feel great when I exercise. Um, I know that I love feeling strong. I love certain kinds of exercise. I've experimented, tried a lot of different things. I found what I love and For some reason, I had this mindset block telling me that I had to have a perfect exercise routine. Yes, you can laugh all you want, but that is where my brain went. Um, And it was a lie that I was believing. Like that was a full-on mindset block. So I spent a lot of time not exercising because I didn't know how. I thought I needed an expert. I thought I needed um, coaching, which I couldn't afford at the time. Um, I thought I needed all these different things that didn't fit into my normal life. I'm a mom. I homeschool. I don't have time to go to a gym five days a week. It just doesn't fit right now. So what I ended up doing was wasting months, literally months, not exercising Instead of just deciding that, hey, what if I choose to intentionally move my body for 30 minutes, like three to five times a week? That's it. No rules, but 30 minutes-ish, three to five times a week. If I sit on my yoga mat and I do 20 minutes of Pilates and I have to get up and go do normal life stuff after that, hey, guess what? That's 20 minutes of Pilates that I wouldn't have done six months ago. Like... That is, it is a simple mindset shift that has actually created a better habit and more consistency in my life, something that helps me feel better, have more energy for my kids, for you guys. Um, that, that really all stemmed from a mindset block. Okay. <sighs> we made it. Thank you so much for being here and for listening. I am so so excited. Um, I'm so excited that this is episode number one. I can't wait to share 
what content I've got coming up in the next upcoming episodes. I've got a lot of good stuff planned. Oh, did you hear me? I said I had it planned. That's kind of a big deal for me. <laughs> okay. Um, the one thing that I want to let you know about um, as before you head out, before you go back to living your best life, I hope that you are encouraged and want to keep chasing your wonderment. But if you are ready to start living your best life and you don't know where to start, if you really identified with one or a couple of these things that I shared in this episode, then I hope that you will join me for a wonder session. They are completely free, like 100% free. I literally love, I love getting to meet people. <laughs> we meet on Zoom for like half an hour and I will give you a chance to just unload what's going on in your life and I'll listen and I will do my best to help you come up with like one simple thing that you can kind of test out or try um, that will help you live a more intentional life. Again, they're completely free. It is a chance for me to get to know you and hopefully for me to help encourage you to chase your wonderment and live your best life. So if you are interested, if you would like to join me for a wonder session, um, head to chasingwonderment.com forward slash wonder session. That's it. W-O-N-D-E-R-S-E-S-S-I-O-N. You can also find the link in the show notes to this episode under the podcast. So thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate that you have taken the time to listen. I hope it was encouraging and I cannot wait to see you next week. Hey there, if you really enjoyed this podcast, I was hoping you would take a second to let me know. Come follow me on Instagram at Chasing Wonderment and just send me a DM and tell me how much you enjoyed it. I so appreciate it and I would love to get to know you.